koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is koinonia. This is community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. Well, welcome to Quinonia on Faith Talk, 1360 KPXQ. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, filling in for Tom Brown. And I'm so glad to be here, so glad to be with you today. I always love it when they ask me to guest host on Tom's show. He has such a great show and such phenomenal inspiration and motivation that he gives us. So today we are talking about this title I'm giving you, and it's called Stop Playing It Safe. And so I want you to be prepared because I'm going to read you this verse that this whole entire show is based on, and it's Matthew chapter 25, verses 26 through 30, and this is out of the Message Bible. And it says, the master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers where I at least would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this, quote unquote, play it safe, who won't go out on a limb, throw him in, into utter darkness. I mean, that, that's, when I read that, that was pretty uh, powerful and a little bit frightening because I'm not a super big well, actually, I like to take risks and I like adventure. But when, when it comes to taking risks where I might make mistakes or it might fail, you know, I'm like everybody else. And I like kind of a sure thing. And so when I read this verse, this was in the beginning of 2015. And that's why we're kind of capitalizing on this today. Because we really want to position ourselves this year to say to God, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to take some risks. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to live life the way you have intended for me to live. I I tell clients daily, the worst thing, the most insulting thing you could do to God is not live. He died, died a horrible death so we could live. So we could take chances and take risks. Now, please hear me when I tell you, it would not be godly to live recklessly. We're we're much too valuable and, and God does not want us just living recklessly or without abandon. But what he's wanting us to do is to stretch, is to push those limits, to not be fear-based, to really say to God, you know what, I'm going to do the best I can, and I am going to take those risks, and if it doesn't work out exactly the right way, I at least know I tried. And so I want you to hear this great little saying that I like to remind myself and I tell clients. I say, you know, God can't steer a parked car. And so it reminds me that he needs some momentum from me. I just need to be moving. Because even if a car is going in reverse, he can still steer it. So he doesn't want us just parked. So I want to encourage you to finish listening to this entire show with me today. And if you don't get to listen to it in its entirety, you can always go to the KPXQ website and listen to the podcast. You can also Go to my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com, and all of those podcasts are also on the website. And you spell my name a little differently. It's Cynthia with an I, C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And I would love it if you also uh, like my Facebook page. There's lots of inspirational and 
motivational things you can check out on that page. So as we really get ready for 2015, I want you to really have an attitude of adventure and saying to God that you're going to go for it. You are going to go for it this year, even if it fails. Hi, this is John Dombrowski here with the Grand Canyon Planning Associates Financial Minute. In our fast-paced world, economic news travels fast, creating volatility and uncertainty. These financial challenges can have a direct effect on your financial future and the success of your retirement. It's perfectly natural and healthy for you to question if what you're doing to prepare for your retirement will be enough. If you've thought about it and have doubts or concerns, call me. I've been helping folks in Arizona create successful retirement plans that fit their lifestyle for over 20 years. I'll show you steps you can take right now to allocate assets which can provide secure income to retire with confidence. Call me at 480-991-1055, 480-991-1055. Go to the web at grandcanyonplanning.com. Let me help you take the work out of your retirement planning. I'm John Dombrowski with this Financial Minute sponsored by Grand Canyon Planning Associates. And remember... Don't run out of money before you run out of time. Securities and advisory services offered through Client One Securities LLC, a member of FINRA and CIPIC, and an investment advisor. Grand Canyon Planning and Client One Securities are not affiliated. Hi, I'm eHarmony.com founder, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. From the very beginning, eHarmony has helped Christians find their perfect soulmate. In fact, most of the 950,000 marriages we've helped create are between two Christian persons. We have succeeded far beyond what I could have ever dreamt when eHarmony first started. Come to eHarmony.com and get started today for free. He may appear in a burning bush or in a pillar of smoke, but most of the time, God makes His presence known in the everyday details of life. Alistair Begg exposes the unseen God in the story of Esther. An eye-opening study this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
Well, welcome back to Quinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm filling in for Tom Brown today. So I'm so thankful that you're here with me today. I always love it when I get to step in for Tom. He's such an amazing host, and I always enjoy talking with him and listening to his show. So hopefully today is going to be a show that's also going to be inspiring to you. And I've entitled this show, Stop Playing It Safe. And I, I got this title from this verse in Matthew chapter 25, 26 through 30. And this is out of the Message Bible. And I have to prepare you. It is pretty intense the way it is written. And it's pretty in your face. So just be prepared. This is the verse that talks about the talents and when the master gave the talents to the three different men. And so this is what he says. He says, the master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with some bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little interest. So take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this, quote unquote, play it safe, who won't go out on a limb. Throw him into utter darkness. I mean, that, that hit me right square between the eyes. I thought that is really powerful. When I read it in other versions, it didn't quite seem so uh, intense. But what we're seeing here is how intense God is about his people living, that he is the God of the living. He is the God of life. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die a horrendous death so that all of us could live so that we could be who God has intended for us to be, so that we could really branch out, step out, no holds bar, take risks, and really be who God intended for us to be. The problem that we all have, and and I have the same one, is I don't always know exactly what that is supposed to look like, which means that I have to take some risks, feel my way through it, make some mistakes here and there, to find out and figure out what that life for God really looks like. So as we're moving into this year, we really need to develop a new position on risk taking. It's time to start living lives that are all out, no holes bar, all in for our creator. You see, we only have one life to live. So God wants us to live it well. And that means taking a risk. Think about the risk that God takes on us. We are not necessarily a good gamble, I would say. We are not necessarily a good risk. And God risked everything. He went all out so that anyone that wanted to be with him had the opportunity to do that. He took that risk knowing that not everybody would choose that. So this does not mean living recklessly. This means that God is calling us out of our comfort zone to live a life of risk-taking with him. We're not doing this by ourselves. It's a life of intention, of courage and passion. It's a life that is willing to follow him and, yes, to make some mistakes, but ultimately trusting that God can handle them. Isn't that, isn't that freeing? He already knows that we will make mistakes. He does not expect perfection. He expects us to simply follow him And one of the ways we follow him and follow his lead is to take risks, realizing that it may not end the way that we would like. But God is proud of us for trying, proud of us for stepping out, for using courage 
the courage that he is willing to give us to take those risks and to go all out for him. You see, God has already created provision for all the mistakes that I'm going to make. All the mistakes that I make are no shock or surprise to God. He already knows that they were going to happen. And so he's made provision for me. Just as he has made provision for the successes that I'm going to have or that I'm going to do, he's already also made provision for all the mistakes that will also occur. And so God is saying to us, be willing to make mistakes. I can handle it. I have provision for every mistake you make. I am the God of all. I have resources you know not of, and I can create new resources if need be. I mean, think about that. The God says, "I I can create anything at any time, so I don't run out of anything. So if you need more, I create more. So you must take risks and make mistakes to fully be human and to be all that God has created you to be. So God is saying, you must push, strain, stretch, and then rest from your striving. You have no idea how beautifully and wonderfully made God has made you. He wants you to discover yourself with him because he does have a plan. And he talks about that in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He says, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans to prosper you, not to harm you, for hope, for a future, for good, not for evil. So when we look through the Bible at all the mistakes that those great men and women of God have made in an attempt to do what they thought God wanted, and even when they did their own way, knowing it was their own way, God still had made provision. So we are not giving permission or giving excuses to just do our own way and live life recklessly and then expect God to protect us and take care of it all. What God is saying is, I know how I made humans. And no matter how great their courage is, they also are kind of skittish. And so God is wanting us to trust him and to take risks and to know if we jump off the cliff into the water, he's down at the bottom of the water ready to catch us. We know that he is on our side. And so it gives us the courage we need to step out and do those things that God is asking us to do, or those things that are deep within our being, those dreams, those visions that that we always think of, well, maybe I could, or maybe I should, or that's not very practical, or maybe we try to explain it to people and they say, well, I think you're too old for that, or you don't, do you really have that talent, or do you think you can learn that skill, or you really don't have enough money to make that happen? You know, none of these people that we read about in the Bible had a lot of what they needed when they started. A lot of what they had was a dream. A lot of what they had was intensity toward God and God and doing God's way, his will. A lot of them just were trying to get out of a bad situation. So what we want to remember is that the main thing God is wanting is for us to just start moving and not to try to have all of our duck line, ducks lined up in a row before we ever even get off you know, the starting line. He really wants us to be living a life of courage and intention and risk-taking for God. So what is keeping you from doing this? What is it? Simply put, it's fear, isn't it? We are all afraid of failure, afraid that we won't measure up, afraid of being hurt, afraid of looking foolish, stepping out to fall flat on our faces yet again. 
Yet God calls us to a life of being fully abandoned to his calling. That's a hard, that, that's, a, that's a tough calling. Because I like safe things, and I certainly like to take risks, but I like to think that the risk I'm going to take is going to pay off and everything's going to work out. And so sometimes I really have to get past that fear and just say, you know what, I'm just going to try, and I'm going to see where it goes. And in the midst of it, if God wants to change course, I want to be flexible enough to let him do that. So how do we get past this fear and step out of our comfortable, cautious life? Well, it begins with understanding that God is not surprised by anything. So I want you to let that truth wash over you for a moment. See, God is not surprised when we fail. We need to look at our past issues through the eyes of a healthy parent, an advocate, a loving God that knows we are going to fall short of our potential and or even do something stupid even those things we think might be unforgivable. You see, we all have those deep hurts, those nagging sins and those character flaws that we attempt to handle, you know, with varying degrees of success. (laughs) Yes, God really does see our sin. And yes, the sin really bothers him. But when Jesus died on the cross, God knew exactly who he bought. He was not surprised. He's not deluded. He did it intentionally. And I I like to remind myself and and clients that, you know, God knew he was buying a fixer-upper when he purchased me on the cross. He knew he was going to have to do a whole restoration process. And think about anyone you know that loves cars. And they go and they buy that car, that 1955 or that 1962 or whatever that, that year is, 1930. And they want to restore it. And it's their favorite thing to do. And they enjoy the process of it. So I want you to think about how God looks on us, that he knew what he was buying when he purchased us. He knew that he was going to be working with mistake-making people that were not restored. And so he's already prepared for that. And so he did this intentionally. He understands the depth and breadth of our potential relationship with him. And that we fail time and time again. He knows we will turn away. He knows we will make mistakes. And he knows that we might even forget him for some time. Or want to. Because we don't want to do his way. So he's not surprised by anything we do. He knows us better than we even know ourselves. So this doesn't mean that we should look at our behavior and take away the importance of the offense or a mistake. What we want to do is we want to simply realize that our behaviors do not always indicate who we are. We need to desire behaviors that reinforce and express who we truly are as children of God. You see, this is who Jesus is. This is who Jesus was. He was God in human form. So every behavior, word, gesture, and decision was an exact expression of who he authentically was. This is the goal. None of us have attained it. But we know that God will complete the good work he started in us. And that's what we have in Philippians 1.6. He says, There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. How beautiful is that? This is the promise that you and I have. 
when God is saying, please take risks, please step out. I know you will make mistakes. I'm in a process of restoration with you. Please let me be in the midst of you becoming who I have authentically designed you to be. Well, we are here at the end of this segment, so I want to remind you, please, to join me again in the next segment in a couple of minutes. This is Cynthia Hyatt filling in for Tom Brown on the Quinania Show. Join me again in a couple of minutes. <laughs> 